0: Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. As always, I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this episode I'm joined once again by the founder of Paula's Choice Skincare, Paula Begon. Anyone even vaguely familiar with Paula's work knows that part of her infamy stems from her honesty. She's unafraid to call out other beauty brands on their false claims, a defining trait that led Oprah Winfrey to dub her the Cosmetics Cop. With that in mind, it would have been a missed opportunity not to ask Paula some of your most pressing skincare questions. I was granted a bit of extra interview time with Paula, so I took to Instagram to ask my followers what they would ask one of the world's most famous skin experts if they had said expert at their disposal. Way less business, far more beauty and at least 75% less hands banging on the table than last week. Stay tuned to this bonus episode to hear Paula on SPF, double cleansing, retinol, eczema, psoriasis and whether or not salon treatments are really worth the money. Okay, so it would have been remiss of me to not, you know, how often do you have a skincare guru at your disposal? So I asked... The people of Instagram. I'm coming in thick and fast with the flattery I, uh, today. Well, believe me,
1: it never hurts my ego. I just I just blush, but th- thank you, thank you.
0: Well, I asked my Instagram followers any skincare questions. I didn't tell them who I'd be in- interviewing because I didn't want any bias because I feel like people can, you know, yes. get a bit clouded. So I had a lot of recurring questions, so I'm going to hit you with the most frequently okay. asked ones. Um there's been a bit of a push of late towards just cleansing with water in the mornings what are really? your thoughts on, apparently so what are your thoughts on this and what does just cleansing with water do for the skin's pH balance
1: Well you don't have to worry about pH for skin skin will return to its own pH the only time yeah. you have to worry about skin uh, pH is when the pH of the product is too high mm-hmm. uh, in the alkaline range or too low in the acid range but nobody's making products like that anymore everybody's making products that are you know water is a pH of seven yeah. and uh, AHAs and BHAs are usually somewhere between 3.5 and 4 but skin mm-hmm. will recover in fact skin actually turns out to be more acid than we thought um, yeah. but uh, skin will seek Its own pH level. Whatever minor change you cause, it'll go back. It's not going to be permanent, and as long as it's not irritating, it's it's just fine. The issue with water is it doesn't cut through oil. Can you imagine doing your dishes with just water? And your skin, especially if you now, if you had atopic dermatitis, if you had a a very you know dry, terrible Mm -hmm. skin, you couldn't probably even use water. But basically, water just isn't cleansing in of itself. Yeah, you know, like I said, who would do their dishes with just water it doesn't no clean one, okay. and that build up of your skincare products at night and the oil and whatever happens over the eight hours of sleep you just need to get that off to be able to get your other skincare products on and not feel like a gunky <laughs> yuck, yuck. I, I mean yeah i don't it, it doesn't make any sense as long as your yeah. cleanser is gentle um then wa- yeah water water isn't in of itself cleansing
0: how do we choose the right texture of cleanser for our skin?
1: So the general rule of thumb for choosing products is based, it's hard to choose cleansers because it's, it's hard, you can't really uh, tell from the label. But the general rule is you follow your skin type. So if you have oily combination skin, you use very, uh, for the skincare products, the treatment products, you use very thin, light, watery gel yeah. W- without any lotions or creams, no thickening agents that would clog pores and make you feel oilier. Mm-hmm. If you have dry skin, you uh, then obviously need thicker, richer, more emollient base products. That's the rule. For cleansers then, the cleanser for somebody with normal to oily skin still has to be gentle. It just has to have a little bit more cleansing oomph, mm-hmm. but or it can be the same as the normal to dry, and then you just want to really make sure that you're using that washcloth Uh, the gentle washcloth or a scrub to really get that extra buildup of oil off the skin. Mm -hmm. But generally it's always more emollient, normal to dry. And it's always more gel uh, when it's uh, normal to oily Mm -hmm. and think about texture all the time. Somebody with oily blemish prone, clogged poor skin using creams and lotions is just ridiculous. (laughs) It's just going to cause problems.
0: Retinol is something I got asked about a lot. Um, a few questions: Is it an ingredient that everyone can benefit it's from? So, an ingredient
1: everybody can benefit from. Not mm-hmm. everybody can use it. Right. For example, I'm sensitized to retinol, mm-hmm. but not everybody is. It's a small percentage of people, and, and and some of it is the research shows that small percentages of retinol uh, can work uh, really well, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have advanced signs of damage. If you have advanced signs of sun damage and acne. A 1% concentration is going to do you far better than the lower concentrations. But uh, retinol, vitamin A is resident in skin. So yeah. it's... And the research about what retinol can do for skin is... I mean, the research is 50 years old. Mm. It's really one of the most yeah, oldest, incredible. well-researched skincare ingredients.
0: How often can we use it safely?
1: Well, it's safe to use. I mean, like I said, it lives yeah. it lives in skin. Um Uh, Some people use it twice a day. Some people use it once a a day. day. Yeah. Well, there's no reason not. If you have advanced signs of sun damage. Well, you know, when you have advanced signs of sun damage, there are so many things your skin can't do because you've killed it off. The sun has mutated skin to not be able to do what it needs to do. And so it, it, it just needs more of it to do what it needs to do mm-hmm. so some people get great results twice a day some people once a day some every other day it, it really just depends if you have young skin you just you could use a product that just has a small amount of retinol uh, and then don't damage your skin and you yeah. won't need higher concentrations so it really just depends the state of your skin
0: when we say young how young
1: are we talking for what i call bioactive ingredients then i'm talking teenage Yeah, because all of the ingredients the niacinamides the ceramides the the retinols the vitamin c's the omegas when i think of the way brilliant skincare products should be you know, should be made mm-hmm. you can't actually it's almost hard to start too young as a teenager right. but in terms of just good skincare that starts at birth mm-hmm. so what i mean yeah. by that Sunscreen, pure mineral is preferenced for a little baby skin uh-huh. uh, dermat uh, pediatricians around the world. if a baby's skin sees the sun, it needs sunscreen. Yep. products without irritating ingredients you're going to put a moisturizer on your kid don't essential oils hurt the skin they are damaging. Do not do that to your mm-hmm. baby. And then, of course, if you're going to clean the baby's skin, which you're going to do, again, no fragrance, and it needs to be an incredibly gentle, non-soaked base cleanser so you don't destroy the baby's delicate barrier, which is even more delicate than uh, somebody with sun-damaged skin.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You've touched on SPF, physical or chemical...
1: Well, first of all, everything's a chemical, right? Right. Water is a chemical. And so just to get terms right, (laughs) because it drives me a little crazy. So we're talking synthetic versus uh, mineral. We're talking something that comes out of the ground, although the way you have to process titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, which are their pure mineral ingredients, pretty much doesn't make it all that natural anymore however as a personal preference not based on the research this now i am really only talking about my personal preference i i prefer (laughs) i like going with the research but (laughs) i personally prefer pure mineral the risk of irritation is pretty much non-existent i personally find that it provides better protection but that does not hold up in the research so i'm only Mm -hmm. quoting my personal preference here the in terms of synthetic versus uh Uh, mineral it really depends on what works best for you. They will protect what the regulation around SPF is pretty stringent. They will protect the way they say they protect. It really just the the best sunscreen is the one you will use regularly. Yeah. I like layering sunscreen. The more the better. Mm -hmm. Um I use, you know, one of my Paula's choice sunscreens Mm -hmm. and then I put my foundation with sunscreen on and my powder has sunscreen. Love layering sunscreens. Great way to make sure you've applied enough of it. Yeah.
0: Um, What are the essential skincare steps? Should we be doing a Korean 10-step routine or are we better off carrying (laughs) things back?
1: Oh, the lovely Koreans. (laughs) Um, So um, the skincare steps depend on the complication of your skin. Mm -hmm. So, for example, with my new defense line, it's a three-step system three products during the day, three products at night. Mm -hmm. If you don't have rosacea, acne, uh, advanced signs of sun damage, uh, you know, badly clogged pores, I think I said acne, whatever it is. If you don't have skin problems Mm -hmm. that you're trying to resolve, then the basics are just fine. But somebody like me who's, you know... got to 65. I have sun damage. I have wrinkles. I didn't know about sun protection back in the day. Um, I could get tan with the best of them. Uh, I still have clogged pores and I, uh, still have some amount of acne. So in that regard, then my skincare routine is more complicated, but it can be complicated, meaning how many products you're using, but it can go fast. Mm -hmm. You just slap the the crap. I was going to say slap the shit on. You just just slap the stuff on. I get into, you know, wash my face, cleanse my face. I do do a double cleansing method at night. Yeah. Uh, And then I, you know, Put actually triple because I, with this much eye makeup, I have to use an eye makeup remover. I just put one product on after the other, mm-hmm. and you don't have to wait between products. Again, they're going to yes, absorb. That's based... another
0: myth, isn't it? Well, because
1: yeah. the ingredients are going to absorb yeah. based on their molecular size. Nothing's going mm-hmm. to block it, it's going to get through. Uh, and then I go put my pajamas on, and by the time I do that, everything's dry, put my lip balm on, and I go to bed.
0: This is where it becomes clear that I didn't mention who I was interviewing. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. Chemical or physical exfoliants.
1: So, uh-huh. so again, everything's a chemical. Yes. So uh, synthetic IHAs versus, and BHAs versus versus scrubs or yeah. brushes, right? So there is no way a scrub mm-hmm. or a cleansing brush is an exfoliant. Yeah. It is an extra cleansing step. Mm-hmm. When you have sun-damaged skin, the outer layer of skin becomes sticky and thick where scrubs Mm -hmm. and cleansers or uh, uh, cleansing brushes or or even my gentle washcloth I use cannot get to Mm -hmm. what AHAs and BHAs do is very very different because they go after where the scrubs and the cleansing brushes can't get to and as a matter of fact We first learned about AHAs and BHAs because of their hydrating properties, because of the way they restructure and realign skin in a healthy manner by getting off the uneven, unhealthy, rough outer layers of skin that these cleansers Mm -hmm. can't get to, they are actually hydrating. So they not only exfoliate, and BHAs exfoliate in the pore yes. and have incredible anti-acne benefit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about a scrub that matches the properties or a cleansing brush that matches the properties of a AHA or BHA mm-hmm. exfoliant. I'm, uh, again, to, as an extra cleansing method, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. We just came out with those gentle scrub. You can use the Clarisonic with the cashmere head. The other heads we are rip at the skin. on them. Uh, but the the idea of uh, the exfoliants that we think of as scrubs and cleansing brushes, they aren't exfoliants. Mm-hmm. They are cl- extra cleansing stuff, which is great.
0: Most underrated skincare ingredient.
1: Most underrated. Underrated.
0: I don't Purple. know.
1: What do you think? Well,
0: the person that submitted the question thought you would say, um, "What is it? It's az." Azalecaf- oh, azelaic acid. Yeah, that one. She thought that's what you would say. Well, that, you know what it is is as az-
1: well. Azelaic acid is it's kind of an unsung hero. I, I'm. I was going to say BHA's, but now uh, B, I think I'm well known enough that people are now kind of catching on to the value of yeah. BHA. So it's not quite as unknown as it was when I. Uh, first was launching BHA products back in the day. Uh, but yeah, azelaic acid is just astounding, the new As research. I've got to work on but, pronouncing um, I, I, And I'm sure there's other ways to pronounce it. I think <laughs> peptides are kind of unsung. Yeah. I think people kind of know about them, but I don't think they get when the right ones are used how powerful they can be. Uh, a lot of people know about niacinamide. I don't think they know what niacinamide actually does Ceramides, we kind of know a little bit about ceramides. I don't know that we know how significant they are. I think it's really more that we hope that one ingredient will do it all. Yeah. And what the issue is, is while there are a lot of brilliant ingredients, I would never formulate a Paula's Choice product with just one ingredient. So mm-hmm. while we showcase some ingredients, it always needs backup friends. Skin is complicated. It needs hydrating ingredients. It can't get enough antioxidants. So uh, the, the best formularies are a combination of brilliant ingredients. And then depending on your skin needs, sometimes it needs a hero ingredient uh, to help resolve the issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Are salon treatments really worth the expense?
1: No. <laughs> I know, I'm pissing off every esthetician in the world. If what what is absolutely worth the expense without any question about mm-hmm. it, are the procedures that a cosmetic corrective dermatologist or plastic surgeon yeah. can do, no question about it. Nothing compares to a facelift. For all the money we're gonna spend on those things, Put it in yeah. the bank. And then by the time you want to try Botox or try fillers or get a facelift or get your eyes mm-hmm. done, it really make a difference. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and some of the problem is, is some of the, uh, a lot of the times I see people selling multiple treatments, like you've got to go in for more than one. And yeah, then I worry you're damaging your skin because I don't know why you'd have to go in. I mean maybe for brown marks and red marks I just worry that yeah. it gets overdone and then you would start getting negative returns and not positive yeah. so I worry about now I know every esthetician you're going to get letters I would cut this answer out you're going to get letters <laughs> from estheticians no, all over the I'm a big fan place. of any publicity's
0: good publicity So I'm <laughs> <No. okay. laughs> uh, skincare during pregnancy what do we need to cut out
1: you need to talk to your I, yes. I, I stay away from that question because each uh, obstet- obstetrician has yeah. different opinions uh-huh. so you follow what your doctor says yep that's the most important thing because each one has their own strong opinions. some people yep. say no exfol- no BHA, no retinol I, I, I don't know I mean I hear all kinds of things so mm-hmm. y- you need to follow what your doctor says that's probably the best.
0: Mm-hmm. i imagine the answer to this will be something to do with BHAs, but adult acne
1: yeah adult acne in terms of treatment isn't any different than teenage mm-hmm. acne um the uh when you have what they call hormonal acne which is about 85 percent of oh, all acne yep. is hormonal acne it doesn't matter that. how old you are you get it what treats it is bloody not hormones. using ingredients that clog pores no thick moisturizers <laughs> yeah bloody <And>, hormones <laughs> Damn straight. Um, the uh, no uh, no products that clog pores, lotions and creams are deadly. Uh, BHA two uh, percent is very yes. important. Benzoyl peroxide, I believe you can only get that here at a chemist shop. Yeah, and they do have some good ones. Uh, and then azelaic acid is just a brilliant ingredient to help reduce the inflammation, the redness from mm-hmm. acne, and also the after. What they call the post hyperinflammation, the red marks left yeah, over that's from acne. Story
0: of my life. That last one. Um, this is a pretty specific one. Uh, how can one treat rosacea? So told to avoid acids while also treating sun damage and pigmentation, where they're told to use acids.
1: Well, I think that it depends. So one is you got to be gentle. Well, everybody needs to be gentle. Yeah, that's without question. When I created my calm line, which was aimed at people yes. with rosacea, we put extra anti-inflammatory ingredients and we loaded it up a little bit more with the, with ingredients known to reduce inflammation. Yeah. BHA is absolutely something somebody with rosacea can consider at a 1% strength. Some people actually do really well with a 2% strength, but you would want to experiment to see if it worked, uh, if it worked for you. Uh, I think that the other, uh, the other thing for rosacea would be to consider azelaic acid the research about azelaic acid reducing inflammation and improving skin color is really uh, stunning over the past several years would be the way to go
0: okay last one okay last one three desert island products what couldn't you live
1: without (laughs) i'm not going to the desert island (laughs) i'm not living without any of it oh my god I'm just taking, I, I'm, I'm taking a good looking SPF. guy who's carrying my makeup, my there makeup and skincare bag. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not giving up. Well, I, I, yeah, no, it's all coming with me. I need a toothbrush. I mean, I'm not leaving, <laughs> I'm not leaving anything at home. Yeah. I'm taking a good looking guy. That's he, the look That is carrying. your top
0: three products is, are just three handsome men with who,
1: the bags. One carries the makeup, one carries the skincare and the other carries the toiletries. You got it. That's what I need.
0: That was part two of my conversation with Paula Begon who you can find on Instagram at paulaschoice, at paulaschoiceau or via her website paulaschoice.com. To read either parts of the interview you can visit glowjournal.com and for more beauty news you can find me on Instagram at jemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us and I can drop more sneaky bonus episodes like this on the off weeks. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.